0: Uh, overall feelings of hopelessness, of hopelessness, hopelessness. Shit.
1: Hello, and welcome to a little bit of everything podcast. I'm Allie, and I'm here with my co host, Scotty.
0: Good afternoon, Allie.
1: Good afternoon. We are married and we have six kids between us, ages ranging from 10 to 20. On this podcast, we chat about a little bit of everything. Our main focus is on dating, relationships, and parenting in a blended family household. We will talk about finances, our careers, mental health, movies, and other things that impact our relationship with each other and our kids. This week, we're talking about grieving the end of a relationship. Did you decide to remain friends, or did you burn all of their stuff on the front lawn, which we don't recommend? Was it just a fling or was it a 15-year marriage? In any case, we're here to help you get the closure you need to move on.
0: The second topic we will go over in today's episode is the different stages of life and dating. Have you ever dated someone who's who doesn't have kids? Have you ever dated a widower? Um, do you have older kids, but you're dating someone with younger kids, vice versa? Um, we're going to chat about the pros and cons of dating someone of different stages of their lives, along with the things to consider when you meet someone in different stages of life than you.
1: To start off in discussing the grieving of of a relationship, we're going to assume that the conversation about the breakup has already occurred. You've moved out if you live together and you're trying to move on and heal before getting back into the dating world. If you decide that's something you want to do. We aren't going to be going over how to navigate the end of the relationship, but this is definitely something we will cover in a future episode. And when it comes to divorce and kids specifically, there is a lot of material to cover. Also, we are assuming that our lovely listeners are not petty criminals and we don't need to tell you not to do things like air out your dirty laundry on social media or actually set fire to your ex-partner's car.
0: Or Or key them. That's a famous one. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Pull a Tiger Woods.
0: Yeah, no golf clubs. <laughs> no golf clubs. None of that stuff. We're, we're pros. We're, we're adults here.
1: We also aren't going to tell you how long you should wait before you start dating again. There's no definitive answer for this, and there are many factors that will determine the amount of time that's right for you. What we do know is that you will get there. We are merely informing you of what you may experience at the end of a breakup, your decision about when to start dating again is totally up to you. Once you decide to try dating, it may feel like it's the right time, or you may reflect and realize you need a little bit more time to work out some of your emotions, and either answer is okay.
0: Grief is not linear. These stages may not happen in order, or you may cycle through one or all of them in a, you know, a few times. If we're being completely honest, there may be times of grief over a particular relation- relationship throughout the rest of your life. It also doesn't mean that you don't love your new partner if you find someone else in the future. Finally, regardless of whether or not you made this decision, you will likely still go through all of these stages of grief. So here, the stages of grief, it's going to start with denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance.
1: So let's start with denial. Some subcategories of that could be shock, sadness, and rejection. So we're going to talk about shock. At First, you may feel really numb or lonely and in disbelief that this has happened. You might feel tempted to shut down your emotions. That's something that I am really big. um, That's your mm go-to? Maybe soothe with drugs or alcohol. Uh, We recommend trying to avoid this as much as possible. It is important to allow yourself to feel each emotion, no matter how painful. And then for some trickle-down therapy, which if you listen to, I think it was last episode, we mentioned that, something you can do is sit by yourself, recognize the emotion you are experiencing, and just say hello to it. This takes off the pressure to feel the need to make it go away. You don't have to do anything with it. Just say hi and let it hang out with you.
0: Sadness seems like it would be an obvious thing. Um, You may have a loss of time or energy, emotion that you put into the relationship. You may have had dreams of a happy future with that person, and that's gone. Your identity as a couple is no longer around. Uh, You you may go to text the, the person something that you would have text someone else, but they're not there because they're not in your relationship. It's just like a... habit where you say hey I want to share this with this person and then they're like they're not there
1: it makes you sad yeah
0: there might be a funny story and we know that can happen with um, friends family it can happen with a lot of relationships but yeah sometimes you want to share stuff and they're not there anymore and
1: and then rejection if you didn't make the decision to break up it's easy to see why you may feel rejected but you could feel this way even if you were the one who decided to break up with the other person You may have ended the relationship because you have a certain love language and this person would never give that to you. And you might wonder why you weren't valuable enough and feel rejected that way. Why wasn't I good enough for this person?
0: It stands to reason that you're gonna be angry, especially if you're not the one. (laughs) It it depends on the situation. So uh, you could be angry with yourself. You could be angry at infidelity or whatever happened to cause the breakup, angry at mutual friends. Um, Sometimes friends will um, have to choose sides. Mm -hmm. This is the stage of grief where you need to be careful. This is the time when our emotions can take over our good reasoning, and we launch into a hate-filled post of like Facebook or email to your ex. If you feel like you're doing this, write the info down in a Word document or a note on your phone. Don't send that shit. (laughs) write it on paper if you have to send it to someone send it to a friend or send it to yourself but do just you'll be surprised if you give yourself even like an hour Mm -hmm. um so for electronic versions we talked i said you uh, you can either just save it we talked about this just kind of sit send it to a friend delete it uh the physical stuff you could (laughs) set it on fire um I don't know if it's good to leave it out but um it is your personal data it's like a diary so I would definitely be careful where you put that emotion cuz it's it's anger it's not necessarily what you're going to feel like in an hour you you may also want to add photos or gifts from the other person to your fire <laughs>
1: Make sure it's in a controlled environment like a fireplace or an outdoor fire pit.
0: I don't know. It doesn't hurt anybody to burn paper or written down thoughts.
1: And you can just release that and then say goodbye to them. Allow your anger to burn with the fire and let go of that emotion. The next stage is bargaining. And for me personally, this stage comes before anger and may be part of the denial phase. Once I'm angry, I do the anger things and then I'm well on my way to acceptance. Bargaining happens for me when I'm still feeling sad about the relationship because I'm thinking maybe it wasn't as bad as I made it out to be. Maybe I can make it work. This is the time that's risky for me to contact the other person and try to work things out. Have you struggled with bargaining?
0: Yes. And of
1: a relationship.
0: Definitely. And no matter what you're going to do, especially if you're not the one that made the decision, it's not going to necessarily change their mind. Um, but there's a part of you that once you start romancing about the, the good times, but that sometimes you don't think about the bad times. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking how wonderful this relationship is, and it really might not be that good. So it's hard sometimes. You think, oh, no, it wasn't that bad. Let me reach out, or they may reach out to you. But if you really are in a place where this shouldn't occur, mm-hmm. I think a, a clean break is probably best, at, at least for...
1: <sighs> yeah, I think... That depends. Like in my, in my experience, I would say my main breakups have not been as cordial. And so I've just gone no contact. Um, there was one where we tried to remain friends, but we just couldn't like stick with the friend part. Like we always cross boundaries. And so I ended up having to go no contact in order to get those feelings resolved. And Even if you are on friendly terms and you can, um, you know, stick with your the physical boundaries you've agreed to. You may still need a break from this person and revisit the friendship later.
0: Another stage is depression, which I guess that would some of the stuff seems obvious, but you may not think of it. Um, So once the shock wears off, uh, there's room for to be, you know, to be sad. Uh, It's going to it's going to sink in. Uh, this can come in different forms for everyone and it doesn't necessarily have to be diagnosed. This phrase is context. This phrase in context just means sadness, although you if you find yourself going on for months with you know signs of depression, check in with a mental health professional. We always talk about that because even your best friend or family member may not be the best person for you, but certainly go to them. Uh, but definitely, you know, seek mental health, um, a mental health professional if you can. Uh, depression can look like uh, staying in bed for, for days, being unmotivated to do anything, crying spells, um, crying spells for no reason, over or under eating. I think that's probably one I've done. Loss of sleep. I know I've done that one. Increased drug or alcohol use, which, again, is something that you got to be careful of.
1: It is okay to give yourself permission or ask your bestie to give you permission. My best friend and I do this all the time to fall apart right now. You don't have to have everything together. We all have a ton of stuff going on in life and adding this to the list can feel very overwhelming. Make a list of the basics that you have to do, like go to work, feed the kids and let everything else go. The cleaning can wait if you can afford it and list help in the form of eating out so you don't have to cook, hiring someone to clean the house for you, or ask a friend or family member for help. And if you have access to a therapist, make an appointment to talk to someone about what you're going through.
0: Okay, and uh, let's start with rumination. Remembering the good parts of a relationship is actually a good thing and helps with the healing process. It's not, every relationship is not gonna just be horrible. I mean you spent some time with this person. Right. This,
1: it started off good otherwise you wouldn't have been in the relationship.
0: Yeah, I mean especially if you've been with someone for oh, <laughs> if you married with them I hope to God there was some good parts. And you may have had children, which we we both have and that those are great memories. Um I or we will caution you to not over-romanticize the good times. We can remember them and feel happy in those memories, but don't let this cloud your judgment about why this relationship ended? Then we're going to then we're going to go back to bargaining. If mm-hmm. we if you do this, you're going to start trying to think like we were saying. You start thinking of how one. you So maybe it wasn't that bad because mm-hmm. you're thinking of all the highlights. But if if you put a comparison of all the things that were not good, you'll remember why. And sometimes it just takes an hour being back with that person. You go, oh,
1: <laughs> maybe it doesn't even take an hour. Ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah. Another subset of depression is guilt. And as you look back over the relationship and remember the good times, you may also remember some not so great times. And you might feel like you could have done better. And allow yourself to accept this, learn, and commit to doing better in the future. You can't change what has happened. So it's okay to let that guilt go.
0: Anxiety. You may feel like you have lost your person Look inward and find safety and comfort within yourself. You will always be there for yourself, and you will never betray yourself. Focus on self-love and find healthy activities to soothe yourself. And this could be in the form of music. I played, like, I think you know, I play the guitar. That helped me. Art. um, There's different terms. Uh, You're a writer, so there's different ways of that. Or physical activities, and there's countless things you could do.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And the final stage is acceptance. You now feel at peace with the loss. You're ready to move on with your life. You may not be happy with what took place, but you accept that it cannot be changed. And a couple of um, subsets of acceptance. One is reorganization. You've learned some tough lessons. You've grown, perhaps gained new perspective and new values. This is the time to do a reset on your personal, professional, and romantic goals. This is the stage where you are ready for positive changes, whether it's getting back into an old hobby or picking up a new one. Embrace your refreshed strength and give yourself permission to love with an open heart.
0: Okay, another subset is integration. Uh, Fill up your social calendar. Ask friends and family for support, uh, both physically and emotionally. Uh, make sure you engage in self-care, you know, take a shower, brush your teeth, um, change your clothes. <laughs> you can wear sweat sometimes, that's okay. Uh, work on creating new memories that are just for you. Uh, get to know yourself. Don't ever forget about yourself. You're getting back into the swing of things and integrating into your life, your friends and family's lives, and maybe even back into dating. If you haven't heard our previous episodes, go back and listen and um, to discuss the dating apps, dating profiles, advice for first dates and beyond, and learn about love languages.
1: As I mentioned before, there's no exact timeline or formula for how long each stage of grief will last. This will depend on you as a person and can be related to the relationship, the level of commitment, um, maybe some emotional investment that you've done, the time spent with this person. It may feel bleak at times, but we promise there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Don't fight the emotions, let them happen, embrace them, and that will help you move through the process. As we move on to the topic of different stages of dating, uh, consider your goals. Is this no strings attached? Are you dating just for fun? Are you looking for something long-term? Any of these options could be for you, but if your ultimate goal doesn't align with the pros of one of these different stages of life, you may want to reconsider dating that person. So dating older and dating younger. When I say older and younger, I'm thinking like at least 20 years older or younger. No, oh, okay. So dating older, what are the pros and cons of dating someone older than you?
0: Uh, well, they have a wealth of experience. Um, they probably don't have, at our age, they probably, their kids are all grown up if they have them. So you don't have to balance that part of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. They're probably um, well-grounded financially mm-hmm. by then. They're probably retired if they're older than me, 20 years older than me. I. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Hopefully they got a good... Get um, you a
1: sugar mama. Yeah. Well, it's too late for that.
0: Um, but, you know, I think there's something in wisdom and um, having some life experience. They've already paid their dues. They know they don't... There are no more games. Mm-hmm. You're probably starting to plan for their funeral. <laughs> for money. No, I shouldn't say that, but it might be a real short commitment. Well, you never know. Some people live to be 100, so...
1: Yeah. So I think pros for me especially as a woman is dating older guys they're uh like you said more financially secure but also more emotionally mature mm-hmm. because you can run into you know 40 to 50 year old guys who are who still don't have their emotional life together mm-hmm. um i think cons like you said they may not live as long <laughs> yeah they're- but that could be a pro too depending on what you want
0: Yeah, but that's a, one of the things that comes to mind is maybe going for, doing some, you know, running. But then again, here we are in our 40s and you never know when you're going to be hurting like Mm -hmm. something. So that's not necessarily fair. Mm -hmm. Um, But there might be some activities you might not be able to do. Um, But it just depends on the person. Some people are, you know, in pretty good shape up to even 90s or even 100 maybe. Yeah. So.
1: And what about dating younger pros and cons well what's what's the math for this it's divide your age by two plus seven
0: yeah okay so for me it's a little bit different it's um divide by two and three what (laughs) i'm just around. no it's divide by two divide um, plus seven. seven yes uh the pros of dating a younger person well i guess there's not as much heavy drama if they're let's say 20 years younger than me, they may not have, um, they may not be dealing with like uh, mortgages and all that stuff. They may not have hit hit that serious shit yet. Mm -hmm. So they might be, you know, um, aloof. Mm -hmm. So there's not, their troubles don't seem big to you because you've already gone through them. So it's not, their their challenges are easy to assist with maybe. Um, You don't have to, you don't have to take them to. Um, you don't have to. <laughs> their expectations of what they want might be different. Mm-hmm. An older there's a someone just did a. Uh, I think it was Chris Rock was talking about how a younger woman you just buy them a nice pair of shoes and they're happy, <laughs> For an older woman's like I need you to fix my 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 roof. Yeah. And then he just goes through this list of stuff. That, but um, so I think there's something in that.
1: For for me, well, what about that was the pros? What about cons?
0: Uh, cons? Well, there's they're um for me they may be ready to have kids mm. <laughs> and i'm like you're gonna have an old guy on your hand so if it depends where you are if you're like 20 and 40 it might be something that you, that could work out i don't but for me we're saying half my age plus two seven is like 32 or whatever it is mm-hmm. so okay. there's a lot of women that have kids that's when they're ready to have their family and buy their house and all that stuff all the things they want to do you know, I've kind of done that, so I don't know if I can give the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. It's like a baby. The thought of a baby, it's cute as it is, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so there might be that that need to want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And so there. I I think that's a con. I may not be able to do the things they want to do, like party or...
1: Because
0: mm. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go well, get,
1: We are talking about 32.
0: Yeah, they're still... They're at, not
1: going to be 21 and wanting to party.
0: They may still, I mean... I mean, 30s, I, I, I'm i telling you, okay. the 30-year-olds, they, I'm sure they want to party, but let's just say they're going to want to do some l- late-night stuff where I'm going to be going, you know, bed sounds pretty damn good right now, you know, at like 9 or, well, not 9, let's say 11.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, dating younger, the pros were I felt like there was less pressure to be serious and committed, and so it was just fun. Um, obviously, like the physique portion of it was a pro because they have time to like work out all the time. Um, cons were that, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I don't want to have kids, anymore kids. So that was not an option if they wanted to have kids. Um, and then just long term commitment. It was really just like for fun funsies only Mm -hmm. all right dating someone with older kids when you have younger kids what are the pros and cons of that
0: well the pros is um dealing with custody schedules um introducing a new partner in their lives um depends how old like my kids are getting closer to well two of them are adults um so there is something to be said with not there's not the pressure of the custody stuff mm-hmm. trying to fit schedules and if we're talking uh I don't know 20 well how old are we talking just older how old are the kids
1: mm, I mean if all of your kids were over 18 and I still had you know when when we met well I think she was still 10 my youngest was 10 I mean, you still you're committing then to eight more years of kid life, right?
0: Yeah, and and that's something that I'm okay with. I mean, I I I, I would if I didn't. I mean, I already thought it that out. Mm-hmm. There's there's something different when you have a kid at a certain age. It's easier to communicate. You don't necessarily have to take care of them as much. Mm-hmm. They're kind of independent. So as you get even you know ten, even nine, but as you get older towards eighteen. They can almost just take care of themselves. We Mm -hmm. can go out, do stuff. They can even stay home for a weekend because they're adults. So, you know, that's a pro, Mm -hmm. I would say.
1: And then what about cons?
0: Well, I mean, the integration, you know, uh, if you really are, you know, a a good person, you care about the kids, you want them. There's a whole whole process of blending and getting to know these kids. We talked about it. Mm Mm-hmm. It may not go smooth. It might be hard. And it may almost, it, I would even put pets in there. That might be, but I'm just saying it might be tough. And especially if you have like, a, if they have babies.
1: Mm-hmm. I No, we're talking about older kids. We'll get to younger kids. Oh, So for me, the pros of dating someone with older kids is they would have potentially more time for me because they're not, you know, like tending to babies. Mm-hmm. That might mean that they're a little bit older, so then we're getting into the more financial security category. Maybe less competition with my kids, right? Their kids and my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, The cons would be, maybe depending on how how long their adult kids have been out of the house, like not understanding that I'm still doing mom stuff Mm -hmm. and wanting more of my time than I can give.
0: They forgot what it's like to have to take care of a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. Dating someone with younger kids. Well. Pros.
0: I think the pros, let's say you do want to kind of relive being a parent without having to do that.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) It's nice. If you want that as an older person, maybe you can't have kids anymore. Maybe you had a vasectomy or something. Not you, but (laughs) the guy it's a chance to be a dad again and do it again mm-hmm. like with your kids they're a little bit older so i can kind of enjoy the thrill of kind of having younger kids but not babies mm-hmm. so it just depends so if you want to kind of live through that parenting a little bit and the younger they are you're going to go through a lot more mm-hmm. so i think that might be a pro you know
1: yeah and what about cons
0: uh well, if they're a baby and they need their diapers changed, that's <laughs> fuck that. I'm, I, I'll, grandkids are one thing because I know when I'm done with that, I'm, got, I'm gonna say good luck, guys. <laughs> but yeah, diapering the tension, we the trips are gonna be. There might be a lot of things you won't be able to take care of. The freedoms mm-hmm. that we were talking about. Um, yeah, I think you you might you're giving up a lot of of, of uh, and your time. Tending to a, a toddler or, or baby is going to take a lot more time than an 18 year old. Mm-hmm. So, the time that you have with your, your partner is going to be limited.
1: Right. Uh, when I was dating someone with younger kids, I think the youngest was probably five. And, like I said in a previous episode, I love kids. So, like, I really enjoyed, you know, hanging out with with a five year old. Like, that was fun for me because I, I like you said, like, I miss that stage. And so it was a way to kind of get that without having as much investment of being their actual mom, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think also having more siblings for your kids to play with could be a pro if if the integration goes well. Mm -hmm. I think that person probably understands more about your time commitments of being a parent. Mm -hmm. So that would be a pro some cons probably, you know, for like as having a five-year-old, like that means that I'm then committed for 13 more years to being part of this child's life. And I'm, I've only got eight years myself. So I'm committing to an additional five years. Mm -hmm. I think also the Custody schedule or integration could be a con, depending on how it goes. Dating someone with no kids when you have kids. What are the pros and cons of that?
0: Oh, the, I guess the pros were, would be when you're available, generally they're going to be available because um, they don't have to work around a schedule with custody. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a plus. Um, they may have um, more freedom to go on I mean, it's just more availability, more freedom,
1: mm-hmm.
0: more, so you only have to worry about one schedule. Right. So we don't have to worry about theirs, in, in theory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the cons, though, uh, they may not understand what it takes or have any clue what it's like to be a parent, so they, when you can't give them the time they need or the attention, mm-hmm. they don't understand that. They go, I thought I was, where's my priority in this you know like there is an ass <laughs> yeah you're you, i i gotta you know i love you whatever but my kids are my priority and mm-hmm. you know that's always going to be first and just being understanding of what oh i get it i know what you're going through and some of that really can um have empathy or understand what you're going truly understand um so someone with with no kids will not generally have that it's not
1: impossible and I think the cons for me were not understanding, like uh, this person I was dating, he would just text me like the day before and be like, hey, you wanna go away for the weekend? And it's like, well, first of all, I have my kids this weekend. (laughs) And then even when I didn't have my kids, it's like, I can't just pick up and leave in one day. You know, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I was able to do it and that was great, but it felt like he didn't respect my time as much. Mm -hmm. And so I think someone who has kids and has to plan things ahead of time would probably um, do better with that. Mm -hmm. And then also, if I'm going to introduce this person to my kids, you know, you don't have a gauge of how they parent and the things that they're going to say and do around your children. Like if I'm dating someone who is another who is a father, right? to older kids, Mm -hmm. even if we don't have the same parenting style, I know that they understand what it's like to be a parent. And so if I say something to them, they can reflect on that and understand, whereas someone else might just be like set in their ways. And that's another con with someone who doesn't have kids is like the, the level of mess that comes with having kids just with things strewn about and them not picking up after themselves, and you can ask them, but if someone has like all of their water bottles with all of the labels facing one way, you know mm. it's not going to work out <laughs> yeah. with the kids no no um dating someone with kids when you don't have kids. Probably just the reverse of what we said, right? I would think so. <laughs> they're not They're not available. They can't leave at the drop of a hat. They don't have as much money as you.
0: It, it's interesting because it's hard to think of that now because I know what it's like to have kids. So it's hard for... But I can only imagine...
1: But someone who didn't have kids but maybe wanted kids or who really enjoys kids, a pro for them might be that they get to hang out with someone's kids and...
0: Yeah, I, I actually had met someone that couldn't have kids and was in a long-term relationship with someone that had kids, so they became kind of her kids, because mm-hmm. they were really young. So she developed a relationship with them. And um, if you can't have kids, um, I could see where this could be, a, a, well, that an adoption. <laughs> but maybe this is a way you can have a family. It's a less
1: expensive way. Yeah. so <laughs> there, adoption. I,
0: I think there's some people out there that want to have kids that can't. Mm -hmm. um who i mean you know so that might be yeah that's but most likely it's going to be the reverse of the prior
1: Mm -hmm. and you have big opinions on this dating someone whose significant other has passed away (laughs) i
0: when i was um dating uh i generally especially as a as an older man there's a lot of, there's, you know, widower is a, 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 it's a, it's a, nest it's a definite category now because mm-hmm. when you get past 40, there's, God, even before that. Um, so I, uh, for me, the pro is maybe there's, um, some financial, um, stability with that person. Cause a lot of times when people pass away, they get, you know, money. So that person could be financially stable, mm-hmm. uh, if not,
1: <laughs> I think money's the only pro for you. how what you had said that you could never date well, a widower, Why is that?
0: So well, I take pride in myself, and I like to be focused on being the number one <laughs> choice in someone's life. But when someone dies in your life, you're you're living in a shadow, it feels like. And so I'm not saying that someone can't love again because I know it happens. But I know I could never do that, like sit there and and watch a shrine to another man. And that's just who I am because I'd rather – I want to be the focus. And I know there's enough women out there that in time I would have found someone that wasn't a widower. And I could have been that. It would have been very tough. I'm not saying – I shouldn't say it would have been impossible, but it's hard for me – to think of myself helping another woman grieve a man's that's passed away and celebrate their death and do all these traditions. Well, it's
1: not like the guy died and you're dating her the next day.
0: No, I'm just saying. I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I mean, hopefully she's done her grief process. No, but and she's moved on. And but I,
0: but there's situations where um, the people come in and they still have the the shrines and they go, you know visit the graveyards and they support that i can't do that that's not the type of person i am
1: you couldn't visit their dead husband
0: i wouldn't i I, i'm not no because i wouldn't be
1: wow okay
0: i told you i don't want to i wouldn't put myself in the position of that because i don't think i could if i did it takes some i'm not saying it wouldn't be impossible it wouldn't be possible, mm-hmm. I just prefer not to. Okay. Because I would be living in the shadow of another man, especially if he died when she was in love with him. And then I would know I would never maybe m- meet that criteria. And I'm getting older, maybe that at some point, if I, if, like you, I don't want this to die, but let say I'm 80 and you pass away and then I meet someone, more than likely, most of the women I meet are going to be widowers.
1: Well, you're going to be one. Huh? If I pass away.
0: That's when I, Okay, vice versa. So then
1: you're expecting someone else to live in my shadow?
0: I guess I'm not at that age. You're going to be single
1: forever, dude. (laughs) Sorry.
0: I'm not at that point in my life where I want to date a widower.
1: Okay. So I think the pros for me would be that you know that this person was, especially if they passed away, while they were, you know, still in love, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like a matter of convenience, a, a way a out of it, I guess. I don't know. Anyway.
0: But they have the capacity to love? Right. Yeah.
1: So they they have the capacity to love and be loyal and, and committed and have that true love. Um, I'm secure enough in myself that I don't, need it to be like a competition. Like I need to be first. I think there's room in our hearts for love in a lot of different ways. Just like we have three kids each, we love them all, you know, differently, but the same strength of love. Right. So I think that someone could love me just as much as they loved their former partner, but just in a different way. Um, I think the cons, would be probably sometimes it might be challenging if you're in an emotional place where you're feeling vulnerable or lonely in the relationship and they're grieving their former partner. Mm-hmm. I think that might be challenge. There might be times when their grief might be challenging for me to support.
0: You know what, I I, I, I think being a widow if I were a widower, then I would understand. Then I, I could see where that then I would understand. Then I could be I think I could be with a widower.
1: No.
0: Yeah, because I would know what it's like to go through that.
1: But you're still gonna be second?
0: No, but now I well well they're both gonna be second. So now we're in the same position.
1: So then it's okay. Yes. That's really good backpedaling.
0: I'm just telling <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying now I know but I can comfort someone And they can comfort me. I mean, if my little and you're going to
1: be completely secure in that,
0: yeah. I mean, that's, but it's a whole different thing because we both
1: such a lie. (laughs) Listen, we both have our. You will always want to be number one because you're the baby. No, I, and that's the job. I'm just saying, I can
0: see myself being more accepting of it as a widower, obviously, because now I'm. I'd be a hypocrite, right?
1: Well, (laughs) you were already a hypocrite when you said you were going to do it. Hey, you asked me. You expected someone to date you. For me. After you were a widower.
0: I just didn't check the box for widowers when I did searches. Okay.
1: Next week, we will be discussing season four of Love is Blind. Do you love the same couples we love? Do you hate the villains of this season? Find out what we think these couples are getting right and what they can do better. At the end of every episode, we go over our currently list, which is a list of a little bit of everything going on in our lives this week. We will post a list on our Instagram at Pod, a little bit of everything. We would love to read about your currently in the comments and I saved a blank template in our highlights for you to use. Please tag us if you post it so we can see it. Scotty, what are you currently wishing?
0: So I'm I'm wishing that this cold that I'm fighting now, Ali has it would stop lingering it's getting better but the fucker i don't know if you can hear it in in our voice but it's a little bit i feel
1: like i can't hear it in your voice do you feel like you can hear it in mine
0: no yours sounds okay actually
1: yeah my nose is so stuffy though
0: i can feel it though but i yeah
1: how long have you had it
0: i don't know since yesterday no i got it (laughs) (laughs) monday it started i started feeling like shit
1: what are you currently loving
0: uh, i played my first softball in five years Woo-hoo! first softball game i mean and um i did all right i only pulled my ass but
1: <laughs> i did all job. right what are you currently making
0: i i only said that because i'm mm-hmm. thinking what was i making i made a lasagna i'm i've never made a lasagna in my life.
1: insisted on making
0: yeah and it was so fucking hard <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't i guess i was i was sharing the stove with um with um, ali's son so I'm trying to make the noodles. I wanted to get it ready so we could eat it, you know, at a certain time. So it, I found it challenging to try to prep stuff, but I think I know how to approach it now. So and it was gluten free.
1: What are you currently reading?
0: So I had to catch up on a lot of emails at work. On a, I, I got a new application. I didn't have a chance to to get to it. I finally did, and oh boy! <laughs> so I caught up.
1: Oh my gosh! What are you currently listening to, everybody? It's not smartless. Spoiler <laughs> alert.
0: But I did listen to it. Um, I listened to a, a series. It's by Rob Dial. It's called The Mindset Reset. And he had, um, it's like a six part series. The first part dealt is it, with.
1: Is it a, like on. Apple Podcast or Spotify? Uh, well, I or found it, it on, a
0: book? It's a podcast. Okay. So you can definitely find it on Spotify. Uh-huh. The guy, um, Rob Dial, he's called the Mindset Mentor. Mm-hmm. So he has his own podcast. This is a sub-series of um, like 15-minute um, little clips. That w- the one I listened to was about overthinking. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. And he tapped into the, um, the power of now. Oh, nice. So it was neat. To, so check that out.
1: Okay. And... I see what you're currently watching. I'm surprised you didn't put John Wick Four. That's why I didn't put it. I didn't want to steal it from you. Oh, but what well, are you currently watching?
0: Well, I, I I didn't think about that, but we did. Okay, well, I'm watching Unstable. Uh, we're watching Unstable, I should say. It's, we already
1: finished it. Yeah. <laughs> we're the worst. <laughs> it's cute.
0: Well, we got to know the the characters, and then it's funny because we we were observing one of them, and we're saying, "God, he looks kind of like Rob Lowe," and. So it turns out it's Rob Lowe and his son John Owen Lowe
1: mm-hmm. that
0: are in this, and it's a father son type of thing. It deals with
1: really funny,
0: yeah. So it's about grief. Mm-hmm. So you can um, get a perspective of, of of a guy going through a death of death of a loved one, mm-hmm. um, and the, the the characters have developed. It takes about maybe three episodes, but you start start liking them, and I think it's fun.
1: Yeah, it's hilarious.
0: Okay, Allie, what are you wishing?
1: I am wishing for the end of this month. We are going to Hawaii and I cannot wait.
0: Nice. (laughs) Um, What are you loving?
1: I started a new medication and let's see, I started it this this week or the end of last week, but I really like it. It's good stuff.
0: Okay. That's good. Um, What are you making?
1: Progress on schoolwork.
0: Good. Okay. And what are you reading?
1: Home descriptions on Zillow. I know. That's all right. I'm not not reading the prices.
0: (laughs) It's it's always good to know what we want. I know. Uh, What are you listening to?
1: I'm listening to a podcast called This Changes Everything with Jeff Gunther. He's on TikTok, and I actually, that's how I found the podcast is because I follow him on TikTok, and Sarah Rice, who it says on the bio on their podcast that she's from an MTV challenge. I don't know what that is, Hmm. but they discuss relationships, mental health, family, happiness, sex. So same stuff as us, a little bit of everything. Nice.
0: Okay. Um, what are you watching?
1: We started watching a show and finished it called (laughs) true lies. It's based on the movie with, um, Arnold. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger and, um, Jamie Lee. Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yes. And that was actually based on a book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's cute. It's a good it's a good little show to watch.
0: Yeah, the the two shows, they're I think we call them this easy viewing mm-hmm. shows. So, yeah. it's fun. It's
1: like easy listening for TV.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Chill time.
1: Be sure to follow us and check us out on Instagram at pod a little bit of everything and on TikTok at A-L-B-O-E underscore pod for more content. If you have any topic suggestions or a question you would like to submit, you can also DM us on Instagram or TikTok. Check out the Patreon for bloopers, more private details of our lives and dating services we offer. We would love it if you would rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple podcasts and leave feedback in your comments there as well. Thanks for listening to a little bit of everything podcast. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, hit the subscribe button and your device will notify you when our next episode is released.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening and be safe out there.
1: Like, and subscribe comments, notifications. Love you. Love your show. Bye.